We're now seeing a backlash on ChatGPT and other AI tools. And wow, this came quick. And uh, we're going to explore the topic on the next episode of Today in Tech. Hi, everybody. I'm Keith Shaw, host of Today in Tech. Uh, we are joined today by uh, Jason Mars, PhD, Associate Professor of Computer Science and Engineering at the University of Michigan. So go blue. I'm, I got that right, right? Yes. yes. Uh, all right. He, uh, Jason <laughs> is also the acting co-director of UM's Clarity Lab, which directs advanced research within AI, large-scale computing and coding. And he's also the author of the book, Breaking Bots, Inventing a New Voice in the AI Revolution. Uh, welcome to the show, Jason. Yeah, uh, pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. So, uh, you, you know, this week there were a bunch of stories that, that I want to sort of bring up. The um, uh, story by uh, CNBC, bring this one up, uh, Chris, the chat GPT AI hype cycle is now peaking, but even the tech skeptics don't expect a bust. And then we also saw the New York Times columnist Kevin Roos uh, write a story about this really bizarre uh, conversation that he had with Bing's chatbot. And as everybody knows, uh, Microsoft integrated ChatGPT into its Bing search engine. Last week, they had this big event. They were hyping it up, uh, saying, like, this is the future of chat, even though you got to be on the wait list. But, you know, some people were able to jump the wait list ahead of others. I haven't gotten my invitation yet. Did you get yours? Have you gotten yours yet, Jason? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. No. So I'm, I'm on the waiting You're list the still. Waiting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, it's crazy. They, they have this. Um, they have this screen where you can do certain things to get higher in the waiting list. Yeah. You can, oh. you know, make it your default browser and download the app. Um, so I didn't do all of those things. Right. And so I think I'm still in waiting list land. Yeah. The first thing it uh, asked me was like, Hey, do you want to, well, well, I had to sign in under my Microsoft account. And then, so mm -hmm. the first thing I had to do was actually remember what my password was for the Microsoft account. Uh, and then second was, Hey, make Bing your default browser. And I'm like, Nope, done. Or default search engine. I'm like, no, no, thanks. Yeah. yeah. And then it was like it's too many steps. And right? then it was like, yeah, then install the app on your phone. I'm like, Nope, sorry. I'll just, <laughs> exactly. I'm willing to wait in the line. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but you know, honestly, I got to tell you, I think this is an incredibly brilliant move by Microsoft. I mean, um, you know, so they recently did that $10 billion deal in incredibly visionary, yep. um, given that, uh, you know, they can be first to market, truly first to market with this kind of large language model at the scale of Bing. But it was super clever because this is a special moment where they can really maximize the disruption of Google. And so, you know, making you really transition and onboard into their product ecosystem yeah. as and using the carrot of getting to use this next gen tech is 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 just brilliant well, uh, it, and it's impressive. It definitely yeah. freaked out Google, right? Cuz Google, you know, they said, "Well, we've got we've got AI and they take it out of their back pocket." Like, "Hey, we've got this too." And they call it Bard, yeah. which I, again, mm -hmm. I I really want to ask someone at Google why they came up with that name. Um Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuz I just think of D&D &D yeah. and it's the in D&D &D it's the one character class you never want to play. Um cuz you yeah. just think of someone, you know, strumming a lute and and and, yeah. and singing yeah, a song. Well, you know, yeah, I mean, I spent some time at Google, man. Yeah. The culture is, um, you know, so Bard probably was 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 conjured up uh, by an engineer, right? And it, it, <laughs> it, when it comes to the marketing, yeah. efficacy, and all those things, like the processes, like engineers really, they have a culture of engineers really making a lot of these calls. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, they could have probably done something better than Bard. So yeah. when they, yeah, so when they launched that, and then you know, the first thing like they they did was they showed an ad of of how it worked, and it got the the 
the the how, the telescope wrong. It, the James yeah. Webb Space Telescope. There was a fact on there that the that their yeah. chat AI thing could could and it was wrong. And so you know the, the stock market reacted and they lost a hundred billion dollars of value. Yeah. And there was a story yeah. this week in Ars Technica about how Google employees are really mad at the CEO for kind of rushing it and being very un Google like. Yeah. So it's like yeah, I mean they're definitely yeah. nervous. Yeah, no, and, and, and for good reason, man. I mean, the thing is, you know, conversational AI has been in the consciousness of the market since Siri, right? Siri was the first time it was teleported, um, into yep. everyone's expectations and, and everybody has been disappointed and under impressed or unimpressed for a long time. Alexa, oh, set a timer. Okay. That doesn't seem very intelligent. <laughs> um, and then, you know, for the first moment, we had a conversational AI that captivated um, the imaginations of everyone. I mean, uh, you know, it, it was preceded by GPT-3, which was the right. big technological realization of what was possible when you trained massive models at the tune of, you know, $5 million plus. Uh, and then ChatGPT was the first realization of the thing that everyone, it blew everyone away. Right. And so the, the, the wild thing about it though, and I really feel for Google is, the key technology that underlies the, a chat GPT was actually invented at Google. Oh, uh, okay. You know, wow. They, they, yeah. they, they brought to market this, you know, researchers at Google came up with this transformer neural network, uh, which was the kind of neural network that makes this technology possible. And they kind of had it in house. And for many, many years, yeah. they published papers on it. They celebrated it as an AI contribution from an intellectual realm, mm -hmm. but they didn't really move fast enough to cultivate it to the point where it's able to create such a compelling experience. OpenAI did that with the technology that uh, Google innovated. Yeah, And yeah. so it's, uh, so, and you know, with this amount of um, uh, widespread uh, appetite creation uh, uh, and the realization of the appetite, you, Google had to move very fast, right. especially when you hear these billion-dollar deals coming from Microsoft to to get exclusive rights to productize uh, these technologies. Google knows what this could mean right. for search as right. a technology. Do you think? Do you think that companies like Microsoft and Google are are the right sort of companies to bring us to that next level of conversational AI, or yeah. do we need more startups and those types of companies to, to really yeah. push the envelope? I mean, cause well, it, cause it well, seems like the these, are huge, these are two yeah. huge missteps for Google and mm -hmm. Microsoft. We didn't even get into the whole uh, chat conversation yeah. that he, that they had with the New York times guy yet. Yeah, exactly. Ahead. We totally got to We got to chat about, but yeah. you know, when it comes to the possibility that is chat GPT, that's been realized is something that is incredibly expensive to hone and cultivate. Indeed, a lot of folks call it space flight type projects, right? Where you invest lots of money to train a, a neural network one time, you train it on the, the, the internet, basically. It's, you, you, you crawl the internet, you give this model the internet, you train it on thousands of computers, millions of dollars of compute, and so in a lot of ways, the creation and cultivation of this technology is not democratized. It's, it's not the case that a small startup or uh, a, a not well-funded outfit okay. can actually do the training to get uh, these technologies to the point where they are. So we, we can only rely on, um, uh, you know, large companies and also incredibly well-funded companies like OpenAI was a startup, but yeah. 
Elon Musk started them off with a billion dollars. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, and so they had a billion dollars to go play. I mean, yeah. the mandate of yeah. OpenAI was just do research for the world and show us what's possible. And so they used that money uh, to do this kind of large scale, high effort model training that gave us a chat GPT. And so uh, uh, right now it would be somewhat infeasible for a small startup uh, to, uh, to, to try something different and train it at the scale of, of, of the models that okay. fuel chat GPT. So, no. so do you feel like then that these missteps were, are just like small little blips and they'll get their act together and then kind of push yeah. us to the next level? Yeah. So these missteps, I mean, the, it's, it's very, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's not surprising uh, to me, right? Because essentially what these models are doing, um, they're not thinking per se, but what they do, the way they're trained is by generating a response word by word. And every time they generate a new word of that response, they look at everything generated before and all of the conversation that happened before right. to pick the most likely accurate word based on the consciousness of the internet. So it's a writer. It's, it's writing and it's, it's, it's writing word by word with statistical probabilities, determining what word is, is happening next. Uh, so it doesn't really know what it's saying. It's just so good at, at continuing the pattern of what should be said next word by word based on the consciousness of the internet that it, it generates that word. Now there's a, a number of things you need to do to get it. To, to guardrail it from saying weird things or get in loops or get tricked up. And, 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 and that's a, it's, it's almost an art they call prompt engineering, but it really means you, you almost have to guide it with, with some preamble, right? Mm -hmm. And some mm -hmm. of this happens in the background. When you ask a question, there's, there's some systems that might produce text to start it off, like starter text. Uh, and then you can constrain its output. So you could really have to put these tight guardrails. And I think what's happening with the missteps is the model is, uh, is a part of the solution that creates that end user experience. And another part is, is how do you guardrail it? And it's almost certainly the case that the chat GPT that you would get from OpenAI is, has different guardrails and, and, uh, you know, prompt engineering solutions yeah. uh, that can cur curtail how far off to the deep end it can go. And Microsoft moving so quickly, I could imagine that there was a lot of engineers that had to push things out very quickly to capitalize on this moment. Mm -hmm. uh, and the, 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 the process of improving those guardrails for a model like ChatGPT is something that we'll see over time. But the speed to market is really why we're seeing these missteps. It, it's not the case that the the AI necessarily is 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 broken or weak. It's just not being steered with this piece of the system uh, that generates the prompts to start it off. Right now, know? were you surprised by how quickly sort of this backlash has has happened? Uh, not at all, really, because because it does feel yeah. like in a normal hype cycle that you do stay at hype for a while before you start getting disillusioned. It felt like it was like yeah. one week it was up, and then the, this week yeah. it's it stinks. And and yeah. Yeah, exactly. you know, it's it's amazing exactly. how quickly the negatives have ramped up. So, but you're not surprised about this. How come? No, not at all. Actually, I mean, I, it's totally expected. I, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that the the good news was around for so long, uh, and that's because you know it, it's cool, right? Because I think we got the most authentic reaction from the media 
when they first reacted because it was so mind blowing. They just had to tell the world right. our, our really true story about how mind blowing this is. But just given the nature of what gets clicks, like the bad news, the good news could only interest people so long. You know, you, yep. you can't have an yep. article like, oh, I'm still using ChatGPT and it's still amazing. It's like, no, no, we've got to have a story. We've got to have some drama. Right. And so it's a, it's a part of the, 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 the kind of the, the market of, of readers, uh, would, would almost call for, well, tell me, tell me the scandalous stuff or right. tell me, you know, show me like it breaking, right? Uh, and, so, and, and that's so a that's good, not surprising. from, from the media yeah. side of things, it's a good mm -hmm. thing that the media is sort of like, it's, it's sort of like they're testing, you know, they're poking it and seeing what, what pops out. And so, yeah early stories I mean, about yeah. well there's still there's still some bias issues right there's still mm -hmm. some mm -hmm. you know it's not perfect and and even the the ceo of open ai is backpedaling a little bit i think he was quoted as saying like yeah it's not a great great product yet like it's you mm -hmm. know so he's trying yeah. to like temper the the enthusiasm yeah, for exactly. this but the media is poking <laughs> exactly. and i think it's a good thing for the media to keep poking yeah. at it because otherwise like that's the best way to get it to improve right, right? Yeah, and it's it's also incredibly important that we call we 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 call upon the public to be thoughtful and not not over, you know, be thoughtful about this technology. Understand that you can't you can't rely on it as a truth speaker, right? Because because if you poke at it in certain ways, it'll tell you nonsense or it'll tell you untruths. It's 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 important to have that the media able to communicate that to the masses in a more effective way than say. A CEO just saying, hey, guys, you know, slow down. Like, <laughs> But we need to really, really know so that the, the public doesn't uh, misuse the technology, right? Go to the technology for truth, to ar solve all arguments, to know what directions to to take real policies, right? right. Um, there's a tendency to, 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 to be too optimistic about these models and think it has the answers to our hard problems. And that would be a, a, a mistake. Well, I'll give you an example of, of something that I did this week. Um, uh, I was looking to bake some chicken in my, in my oven uh, and we got the chicken at the, at the meat counter, but we didn't, I couldn't remember like what temperature and how long to cook it. It was, it was panko chicken. Um, normally. So if you look this up in Google, like how to, you know, what temperature do I need to cook this panko chicken? And you get a list of like 30,000 recipes. And I'm like, I don't yeah. want recipes. I just want yeah. the answer. I just want, yeah. and exactly. Or the answer that they gave me was just based on one recipe that they found or the, the highest ranking recipe that they had. Oh, Whereas then I went yeah. to chat GPT. It said, yeah. Oh, 425 for 20 to 25 mm -hmm. minutes. And then it exactly. gave me a list of other things like make sure you don't overcook it, make sure you don't undercook it. All of these things yeah. that I know as a, yeah. as a human, yeah. I do know already. Exactly. Um, but it did exactly. sort of give me truth. And, and again, I, I guess I believed it. Um, cause the chicken <laughs> yeah. came out fine yeah. and I didn't get sick and it wasn't dry. So yay, yeah. Right. And, and for, and for, and for many, many, uh, uh common things. I mean, one of the ways you can kind of use, uh, uh, a heuristic to know when, when, when something like ChatGPT is likely to succeed is how prevalent is this information in the consciousness of the internet? Now, the, the power of a ChatGPT and the reason it's going to disrupt search forever, like search is really old tech at this moment. Yeah. Forward. But the reason is, is it in search, you're searching for a web page that might have your answers. Your question might span multiple pages that's incredibly laborious and painful and you have to integrate you have to integrate 
uh, uh, your understanding from those disparate pages and search results rankings. Right. The power of this tech is that it compresses the all of that knowledge and integrates it into a single consciousness that you can you can conversationally engage. So you get precisely your information right away. And when you should be more confident in what it's telling you is when it's information you would expect the internet to have a lot of knowledge about, mm-hmm. right? So, so like the do's and don'ts of ki- cooking a particular uh, a dish, uh, if it's, you know, uh, c- curry chicken, right? Uh, you could expect that, oh, in the consciousness of the internet, GPT probably learned really well this information. But right. if you ask about a really exotic dish where there might be one page on the entire internet about, then you'd have to be a little bit concerned because it might use things integrated from something similar that's actually wrong for that specific right. thing. And I think that the, um, that, yeah. that that was the case in some of the people that were asking about like where does exactly. you know how old is someone and and the exactly. the consciousness thought it, you know this person was this old when they were in fact right. a different age because that that exactly. incorrect information had been put into sort of the yeah. the data set, right? Right. Yeah. Right. And if there's names if if on the internet the there's a similar name uh, that's that many different people have. It may integrate information from different sources, right? So if you ask something about William Burr, uh, something precise about William Burr, and maybe maybe the consciousness of the internet knows it about the William Burr, William Burr you're likely to mean. Yeah. But maybe in generating that response, it throws in something about a, a less known William Burr that that isn't relevant, and so. Understanding the, the that that's an issue uh, is is really important when you engage these technologies for truth. Yeah, I remember I remember when Google came out, everyone was started googling googling their name to see what mm-hmm. information that Google had on it. And with my mm-hmm. name, I can't. There was like seven different Keith Shaws that do all sorts of different things, including this mm-hmm. guy in England who flies model helicopters. But I haven't thought about this yet. I should probably uh, go onto ChatGPT and see if it can if it knows me or not yet. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Yeah. 17 yeah, yeah, totally. yeah. Yeah. Have you, have you done and that you with know, your, that's an, Yeah. Have you done that with your name? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I've yeah. totally done it. Actually, and I tried to try it with a couple names. I, I was very, um, I was very honored that, uh, Chad GPT actually knows a good, yeah, it, it, it kind of knows things about me and yeah. Yeah, which was awesome. But, but, um, uh, and then some names, not so much. Um, but you know, it's, it's very, uh, you know, it's very important, uh, that you knowing that it could sprinkle things in, um, from other, uh, you know, sources is, is very important as right. we use these technologies, you know? Okay. Um, yeah. Cause the use cases are, are, are wild, right? Like there's a crisis going on right now in education at all levels in our university. Yep. Uh, at University of Michigan, there's special sessions where, um, you know, the honor council wants to understand how to reason about this technology being a part of our ecosystem now. Like students are using it to, to, to generate essays and to uh, generate reports, right? And it works very well with popular topics. And um, and so as you use these things, you, having a human in the loop that at least edits it, I think is a must. Yeah, what, <laughs> you know what I mean? What's your, what's your opinion on that? Because I've now talked to two different, um, uh, I've, I've talked to a professor who uses chat, GPT in his classes, and then I've talked to mm-hmm. another IT administrator at another university, and they've got professors that are trying to like prevent the use of it uh, because they don't want mm-hmm. people cheating. Like, what's what's the opinion? Like, what's your opinion? And then is it does it match of what you know University of Michigan is doing? Yeah, no. Well, you know, so I tend to I tend to uh, 
uh, have the opinion that may be less intuitive. Like, so I, I actually believe that we should be instructing our students to, to use chat GPT to solve problems yep. and then providing the oversight uh, of how to solve those problems. I mean, we had this inter- this issue before, right? When, when the internet came to the fore, and we had good search engines, there was a time you actually had to go to libraries to do book reports, right? Like you'd have to go do research, real research yeah. to find answers uh, because there wasn't a search. Uh, and it would be folly for a professor, you know, post having the search era to say, okay, please don't use Google. I want you to go to a library, <laughs> check out seven books, wow. read those books and get the answer. It's it's you're trying to resist yeah. the evolution of our times and we need to we need to as a society understand how we in a healthy and 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 forward looking way how we integrate these new technologies and change our pedagogy change how we teach change the expectations of what the students must do and what the students can rely on technology to do because in the real world that's what they're going to be doing yeah. and uh preparing them for that is really the mission so so I, I I really believe in an integrative uh, approach, um, and and adapting ourselves around the new norms, uh, rather than try to depre- like suppress the nor- the new norms yeah. to keep our old ways, you know. D- you know, and I think you answered this before, but I want to just ask it again. Like, wh- yeah. why is there such a rush to integrate uh, the generative AI into search? It it, it didn't feel yeah. like initially that like you know generating content is different from right. search. Like, so why did you see them like both Google and Microsoft quickly? Yeah. Cause I think Microsoft also mm-hmm. wants to put it into their office apps as well. And you know, the whole right. corporate app area um, yeah. is something that they want to do. Is it just because they, they see the value of it and they want to generate some profits out of it? Or, or, yeah, or well, is there, is there yeah. a natural sort of meshing between the, the two technologies? Yeah, no. Well, so the, the, this is one of those cases where it's it's a perfect technology because it increases convenience and it increases productivity. The day that ChatGPT made it open, uh, Open uh, OpenAI made it open, I yeah. got on. Right? Okay, yeah. And I was play. I just played with it, and then from that day on, I have it up as I'm working, as I'm coding, because I do a lot of uh, development of software. Um, I, I always have it up, and I go there instead of going to Stack Overflow or going to Google to uh-huh. get my answers. Yep. And it's because I can precisely ask exactly what I need and get it right away. It saves me, instead of spending 15 minutes researching how to solve a problem, I literally spend 15 seconds getting exactly the answer I need. So it, it, it's a spike in productivity. And a lot of people had this reaction when they tinkered with it. Of course, the the leaders and the executives of these companies know that the whole purpose of the internet and search is to help people get access to the information they need. And this is such so good at that. And it's so much fundamentally better for, let's say, 70%, I'm just pulling that number out, 70% of the use case of Google. It's so much better at that, yeah. that it's the biggest opportunity uh, uh, in, the, in the world. Google is on like the number five company in our market economy, our global economy because of search. Mm-hmm. So an opportunity to capitalize on one of the most important and profitable technologies, and it's, it's a technology that gives you access to information, uh, uh, to, to have that in front of you means you need to capitalize on it yesterday, right? right so right. so everyone's rushing to, to get 
all of the society to use their product because of the lock-in effect, yeah. right? If, if Bing gets a lot of people to start with set Bing up as their default because <laughs> chat GPT is there, those folks are going to be locked in. And yeah. even if Google over three years figures it out, yeah. Google is going to become the Bing, right? Because Bing figured it out late. Nobody was using Bing. Everybody was yeah. on Google. Yeah. And so, so this is why there's so much effort to get there, you know, as soon as possible. I'm wondering if this, if, if this means that maybe ask Jeeves will come back and we'll, yeah. or, Alta, it, it, or yeah. Alta Vista, like, you know, why, exactly. did, why did it have to be Bing? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I know. Right. That, but if they, yeah, well, you see, the thing is, ask Jeeves, it's a great idea. They just didn't have the technology to do it <laughs> yeah. well enough. Yeah. You know, but yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. And so, you know, that, so the next question then becomes like, Will we start seeing these things in, you know, will we start seeing this technology in things like robots and other physical devices? I mean, obviously it's going to be on your phone and that's a physical device. Mm -hmm. But what I really want to mm -hmm. see, I've covered robotics for a few years too. Mm -hmm. uh, I would love to see sort of a mobile humanoid robot. I go into a store and I, and I ask it a question and it tells me exactly where I need or it brings me to the, the, the place where I want to get the thing um, in the exactly. store. That, you know, exactly. That's just one example. But you know, yeah. customer service robots so far have been horrible. Yeah. It would be great to actually mm -hmm. integrate this in. Exactly. Like, do yep. you, is it just that we're not there yet and we will get there or is, or is there just not a business yeah. opportunity? Well, so here, here's the interesting thing, right? And it is a nuanced answer, right? So, and by the way, that use case is, is perfect. I go to during like, uh, you know, Black Friday, I'll go to Best Buy. Yep. I need to get the Nintendo Switch. Like, why do I have to wait for that human to explain the TV to someone in front of me before I can just know where, if there's any yeah. in stock, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why don't we have that use case? Well, here's the, here's the reality. Now, a lot of the technology, a lot of the products, technologies, where the creators, the producers of, of society focuses attention usually comes from the market appetite, right? So now we're going to see a surge in that appetite for these use cases. Now that the art of the possible is so manifest in everyone's face, those kinds of questions are going to be asked, not just by us consumers, but by the next founders, by venture capitalists, by the, the consciousness of the public is now uh, focused on the possibilities that this creates. So that's going to create an economic energy mm -hmm. to produce new products and creations and advance that. So we're going to see a lot of these things get a lot of energy in the coming uh, near-term years. Now, another important nuance to understand is the chat GPT technology itself is is great for being a question answering system that can integrate a lot of data into one knowledge yeah right so so there's use cases like how to navigate your supermarket to find the item on what shelf yep you know kiosk that you might talk to like that use case may not be able to benefit from a chat gpt because the information it needs is very specific to that particular store. Okay. And so you might need to use other technologies. Now, the good news is the, the same neural network technology that's in chat GPT is present in many, many other places at different sizes and scales mm -hmm. at sizes that you can wield and train to solve specific problems. And so there's 
there's there's going to be many many innovative solutions coming to the fore because it's no secret how chat gpd works for the for the technologists and the intellectuals and we can replicate now uh some of the methodology that made it so smart in smaller models for specific use cases and that's you know an area that i'm actually spending a lot of time on now yeah uh, myself do you do you think that then this becomes something where it gets maybe integrated into an amazon alexa or you know the google home sort of voice assistant uh siri and cortana as opposed to search you know because you know instead of like you mentioned alexa before you're like hey set a timer it's like that's what i that's what i use it for mainly and to listen to music um but exactly it's like but imagine yeah. having an actual conversation with you know we actually mm-hmm. get closer to that jarvis world right from iron man where mm-hmm. he's running everything or the the ai is doing all these different things do you see that yeah. that's probably going to happen before other types the, of physical it, I'm, I'm sure i'm sure they've spooled up they're spooled up teams working on it right now <laughs> like the, the the one of the key lessons that came from gpt3 and chat gpt now is that and people are talking to people, you know, it's generative AI, right? So these are, it's a, it's a special approach to how you can build a system. It's that, that generate a word by a word, uh, a word by word and produce this answer. They call it a, in an auto regressive way. It means you look at what you said so far to predict what you say next. That particular technique is not how Alexa's, uh, all of these conversational AIs have really worked. Um, they're usually these dialogue systems with, something they call intense and you extract slots. So you'll kind of figure out, well, what are the parameters I need to hit an API with in what you said? It was a different approach that really, that really create these technologies were created with. And it's why it's part of the reason they kind of sucked is because everybody was thinking in that approach and Mm -hmm. all the products you have pre this, this revolution that's happening right now were kind of built in that way. But now people have seen proof points as to what's possible in the gener- generative way yeah. to create a dialogue system, which, which isn't, it's not obvious, right? Just looking at how the models work that you could create a dialogue system with just this generative model. So, so now that work has already started. Everyone's aligning. I've been interacting with a lot of folks. Everyone is a re- aligning what they investigate next. Uh, around, well, what can these generative models do in many different cases? And right. so the next version of many of these products are going to use generative model technologies. I'm, I'm confident. You know? Yeah. Now we've talked, about, obviously you're optimistic about the, about this technology. I can tell because you're very, you know, you're, you're, you're very excited about all of this stuff, but let, mm-hmm. on the, on the flip side, we've also seen some, some sort of dark, or um, not so, you know, good purposes for it. You hear about that, you know, people are using it to generate malware or write code or or, or provide a better uh, email sentence for uh, phishing attempts. Because uh, yeah, again, yeah, with, yeah. With, with phishing, you could always know, yeah. oh, this is not real. The, the, it's not even correct English. And now, yeah, yeah, and now yeah, yeah, that's yeah. all out of here. Now I got to be suspicious of everything that I get. And not just, yeah. you know, my filter now has to be tuned as well. So like, like what do you feel about yeah. some of the bad uses? Yeah. Is, it, is, it, is it, again, mm-hmm. find the bad stuff so that we can fix it or generate tools to spot the bad stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's always a tools arm race, arms yeah. race when you have the, the you know, there's nefarious folks out there that will take every possible technology and tool and see how it can make them more effective and efficient. Yeah. Uh, at, at phishing attacks, hacking every, you know, you'll, Scalper you'll bots, find right? these yeah. things used everywhere. But, uh, but, and also it's just not even beyond that when it comes to fake news, like 
it's incredibly, you can, you can give it a, a, a headline to write a story about, and it'll write you a compelling story with that headlining, with that headline in it. Oh, you know, Biden wow. just, uh, yeah. I don't know, yeah. just, just make up know, your nuke something. Wh- whoever and you then you'll have a compelling, yeah. right? So there's all these kinds of things that we need to now be educated and aware of as to how nefarious use cases could work. And the good news is actually chat GPT, the, the motivation for the technological advancement of chat GPT was to develop technologies to help when it comes to the safety of how these models are, are being used. I believe, and I haven't validated, verified this, but I believe it's almost an accident. And the CEO kind of indicated this. It's almost an accident as to how us trying to develop technologies to make it smarter so it could be safe turned it into being smarter in, in many ways. And the very fascinating thing that's going on right now is there's a lot of energy uh, being invested in how do we design AI models that can, can, can control or detect other models, right? Uh, you can actually use models. You can train models that can find nefarious use cases that yep. can detect when an AI wrote this and not a human. Right. Uh, and so we've got an interesting, uh, you know, you can build tools to make the model safer that are other AIs. And that's happening all the time. Right. It's and happening so, right. So there'll be some yeah. sort of like signature form or something that says like, oh, this was created by an AI, right? Like that's a right. good way to, right. to, to at least start, right? Exactly, exactly. Or leveraging an AI to say, Does, was this written by an AI? And the AI is like, yes, this was, I think this was written by an AI with a 98%, <laughs> right? Um, I think you, you know, you then, can imagine. Then, yeah. then you'll have AIs talking to other AIs and. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, yeah a, that's, that's happening now, actually. Yeah. And, and it used to be kind of a fun thing. Like, it was almost like a fun thought experiment five, ten years ago, like, oh, should we have AIs interacting with each other and hanging out and just learning from each other? But now we're actually uh, uh, leveraging uh, techniques to to do this, right? Where AIs like are adversaries to produce better results uh, or, you know, AIs can kind of check other AIs work and so forth. It's happening, man. It's, it's wild. Yeah. So, you know, is, is some of the backlash that we're experiencing now where, you know, you've get, you're seeing bad answers, you're seeing biases and answers. And, you know, there was another, there was another story that, that, that came up this week too, where, um, uh, a bunch of, uh, TikTokers, uh, went to the McDonald's mm-hmm. drive-through where they were experimenting with AI. <laughs> and if you haven't seen this yet, go, go on to this article on, in the show notes page. Um, <laughs> and, it's these people that are trying to just order an ice cream cup and the AI just keeps going, Oh, would you like ketchup? Or I put ketchup in your order or here's some sugar cubes. Cause they could, they mm-hmm. couldn't understand what the person was asking. And you know, it, it's, it's hilarious because obviously it just shows you the failures of the systems. Um, right. But on the other hand, right. you know, is backlash like this going to cause mm-hmm. people to go, ah, AI, or, you know, or yeah, you're yeah. going to go, oh, it's just a fad. And, and then, and then, yeah. or, you know, or is it just sort of a little speed bump in terms of, you know, people? Yeah. No, no. Again, so this is the, this, yeah. yeah go ahead. Well, as I was going to say, short attention spans being what they are these days, like you really mm-hmm. have a limited amount of time to sort of, you know, go through with something yeah. to get to that next level of acceptance. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, it's, it's a very, um, so the, conversational AI has been, there's been a multiple waves of hype hype cycles around conversational AI, including point, yeah. Siri and Alexa. Yep. There are these waves, and then there's these troughs of 
of uh, disappointment, yep. right? And yep. despair, right? Like they're like, ah, oh, it's terrible. I can't use this. It's more, give me a button I can push. I want to use a touch interface. I don't want to talk to this yeah. thing. So when you look at McDonald's, so I'm actually very familiar with the McDonald's story. Okay. Uh, I, I actually uh, uh, was uh, kind of in the runnings at one point to collaborate with McDonald's yep. to uh, produce uh, their conversational AI for drive-thru. Um, but they did an acquisition. I'm also aware of the company they acquired to to help uh, create that experience. That experience is using the same old tech. Okay. It's using the Alexa set a timer tech, right. which is kind of this rules-based thing. That's why it does these silly things where you ask for an ice cream. Why is it asking for ketchup? It's right. because there's some if statement rule or some intent thing that will just take you to ketchup land. But <laughs> But you wouldn't see something like that. Yeah, like you wouldn't see something like that if a generative approach was used with enough data, like if you had enough orders, yep. let's say, uh, and you saw the interactions uh, uh, and you were able to train a generative model, uh, you wouldn't end up in a place where it'd say something so unlikely, mm -hmm. right? Or so out of out of like whack. Right. And so, and so what I would hope is all of the old tech that is not good uh, and all the experiences that are terrible, like folks will just quickly understand, like from a be knowledgeable enough to know, oh yeah, that was that old, uh, you know, thing, um, and then they can recognize when something's good, and it's it's part of the new phase yeah. uh, of conversational AI technology. Does, does that mean that like if you if you're going to develop this for a drive-through scenario, that that you're going to have to record all of these order calls, and and then you sort of have to tell your customers that you're recording, right? Like, yeah. 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 Well, the, yeah. You know, I actually think I don't. Uh, so there's some. I think some of them are recorded. Uh, okay. Like there are these data sets where they've recorded um, uh, the the orders and so forth. Yeah. So the data is there. It's the methodology as to how you use the data. Re Dude, guys. Yeah. Like one thing I want to make sure a lot of folks are aware. The the core tech has been there for a while. Yeah. The the innovation is on the methodology on how you train this tech, right? Um, the transformer is, is old news, but how you train it and how you systematize it uh, is what's really a lot of innovations are, are driving uh, this forward. So that's the open question, right? So I think it's still, uh, there's still some work and I'm talking about months worth of research work or, in, or right. innovation right. lab work to, to take these technologies and come up with the right methodology to get that step function better experience. Yeah. The, the chat GPT grade kind of experience. Yeah, yeah. An, an interesting part of the, the, the drive-through stuff too was probably, you know, you, you know, the drive-through, even with two humans, the audio quality you get from the speaker to the half the time, I can't understand the, the person that's asking me, you know, what I want to order um, or, you know, or if they're ready for or not for the order. And then, you oh, know, yeah. and then on the other yeah. end, you're taking the order. You sometimes can't hear what it is. I mean, that's been mocked all the time. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. I'm, star I'm starting to think that maybe um, in that algorithm that they have, they're like, if, if confused, just add ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's confused. That's going to be, my, so new, that's gonna be my new band name is just add ketchup. Um, yeah. 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 Just add, it's, it's, it's really hilarious, man. But yeah. Have you, have you uh, looked at the, yeah. the artwork stuff? Uh, you know, like the generative, oh, yeah. a, 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 like that's what also yeah. impressed me too. Um, yeah. Last year I saw some of the early Dolly stuff stuff and and the images that it was generating was com were completely right. horrible um but right, then right. at the end of the year i did it again with dolly two i think it is 
and mm-hmm. the images are like, wow, it's actually getting closer and closer, although it still exactly. can't generate good text. I don't know if you've, you've tried yeah. it lately. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, and it's, it's, what are your, yeah, I'm just saying, ahead. what are your thoughts about sort of the, the generating visual arts? Because there's yeah. copyright issues and, you know, mm-hmm. that, that come there's up. There's a lot of public policy issues. Yeah. And it's also, there's also a lot of dangers of like, um, you know, creating fake things that people think are real. Um, but, but, you know, the thing is, there's this, there's this, there's this critical point. When, when a technology changes the world, it's when it creates an, a, an environment where now, there's a clear thing that's more convenient or it makes people fundamentally more productive, right? And so technologies like Dolly, and there's a lot of these technologies that are fascinating and they're proof of of what computers doing things we never thought was possible. Yep. Um, I think they're fascinating, but, you know, unless there's the kind of like that, that market use case, I don't, I don't know how much, uh, I don't know how how much it, it it'll fundamentally matter until it gets to the point where it now fits into our lives in a way that makes us better in some way. Yeah. But when it comes to a proof of what's possible with neural network tech uh, and large amounts of data and enough money to use large amounts of data to train massive models, I mean these right. models span hundreds, thousands of computers uh, in size. Um, you know, showing the art of the possible, I think, is, is it's breathtaking to see what Dolly can do. And we'll, we're going to innovate ways we can we can utilize it to, to advance our, our, our life experience. But but yeah, I mean, I, I'm always shocked with Dolly. I, I use it in my class. So in my class at University of Michigan, I teach a conversational AI class. Uh-huh. I actually have one lecture all ar- all around diffusion networks. That's that's what really fuels the Dolly type tech. Yep. Uh, and Dolly and the, the possibilities with images. Um, it's, it's really game changing, right? Um, uh, f- from what we thought was possible. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to uh, have you put your prediction hat on and, and say like, where, where will we be in about a year? Like I'm, I'm, or I mean, even six months from now, I mean, it, it does seem like this is, yeah. this is being generated very, very quickly. So let's just go yeah. a year from now. Uh, will we be yeah. having these same conversations or, you know, will the conversations change in, in terms of, wow, there's so much available now. And, and, yeah. Like, where do you think we're going to be in terms of that hype yeah. cycle in about a year? Well, so, I mean, in a year's time, I think we're going to see, uh, we're going to see refined, like Bing right now, the Bing experience, the chat GPT experience in Bing, there's work to do, right? So yeah. we're going to see a, a, a polished and more robust, uh, this technology everywhere. The way we do search is going to fundamentally change forever at that point. Uh, Google is going to have their offering. The market's going to be disrupted. Stocks. Somebody's going to survive this mm-hmm. and the, their stock is going to go up 20, 30%. Uh, and so that's what we're going to see when it comes to making this accessible for changing the way we search and find information yep. and access information. But we're also going to see a flurry of new kinds of startups that are solving problems anew in interesting ways, right? We're going to see conversational AI being integrated into more use cases to ease our lives. And then we're going to see a lot of the uh, you know, a lot of companies are going to revamp their self-proclaiming as an AI leader. So, yep, yep. you know, I give this talk about the AI revolution. It was kind of cooling off, but this hype cycle is wild, dude, yeah. like, because it gets bigger and bigger with every advancement. And so, uh, so I think we're going to see a whole new ecosystem of technologies and pro, uh, products, 
uh, uh, based around new kinds of conversational AI. I, I can this. tell you my prediction for one year is that I'll still be on the wait list for, for Bing. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. They're going yeah, to let you in, Jason. They're not going to let me in. I'm, just, I'm, 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 I'm bringing up the rear, so to speak. So, uh, Jason, thank you so much for being on the show today. This is a, a fascinating conversation. I, I would love to have yeah. you back. Uh, we could just talk AI forever. So uh, thank yeah. you for, for being on the show. Sounds, sounds good. Hey, a pleasure being here and looking forward to chatting again soon. All right. Uh, that's all the time we've got for today's episode. Don't forget to like the video, subscribe to the channel, and add any comments that you have below. Join us every week for new episodes of Today in Tech. I'm Keith Shaw. Thanks for watching.